count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Howdy, friends. How are we today? Here's a beautiful thing that just happened. A beautiful thing was uh, a collection of music released from the Grateful Dead known as the Angel Share. Really poetic name, right? Unexpected poeticism. Really gorgeous. It's a really fascinating collection of music. All right, so in, in the same year, the Grateful Dead released two albums, American Beauty, Working Man's Dead. And in regards to their studio efforts, which were not particularly comparable to their live efforts, these were the assets to be listened to, these two albums. And so they were young men at the time. They were young, young men, right, with all this vision. What's really fascinating here in this almost over two hour long collection of of rehearsals and studio b-roll and just dialogue right and them doing a song and then messing up them literally cutting casey jones and messing up what's really funny and fascinating is to hear jerry garcia get frustrated because he's taking something so seriously and i realized that he was a young man at the time and so working man's dead but young man's dead <laughs> really funny, right? I noticed that these young men in life, myself included, this mid-20s, early 30s, mid-30s, we take things very, very seriously. And women too, but we take things seriously because I think we are trying to prove to ourselves that we can be successful. And we're trying to prove to the many versions of ourselves, which I believe consist of what you think of yourself, what you were in the past, what you want to be in the future, and what society tells you that you are. And there's probably multiple variations within that because your grandmother's opinion of you is probably different than your mom's opinion of you, different than your ex-girlfriend's opinion of you, your present girlfriend's opinion of you. I don't know. Whatever you're into, their opinion of you, right? It's like, it's kind of a weird thing to think about. So maybe you realize as you associate with people who have achieved, people who have accomplished and have proven, you realize that you'll see if you if you want to be a person who sees and listens and observes and changes with what you see you'll see that the older one gets it seems that they care about more efficient things right they pick their battles better and i realize because caring about things is ran on ammunition and ammunition is not unlimited and it might seem like it is at our present age but i don't think it is and so it's fascinating to hear jerry garcia the archetype of so much positivity in regards to a musical figure literally inspired Cherry Garcia. I don't care if you eat dairy, non-dairy, almond, coconut milk ice cream. I don't care. That is the best ice cream. The sweetest man. He was getting pissed off because his headphone mix was fucked up or because his acoustic guitar didn't sound the way he wanted. And I was in the same way. So I realized, yes, it makes sense to care about things, but it's also funny to allow yourself to not care about so much that's not in control and just let yourself do the job that you're supposed to do. Here's another beautiful thing about this collection of music. It's over two hours long and it's them messing up and it's them talking and planning and they're not revealing to you a piece of art. They're revealing to you the process. And I think as we move forward in the future with how much we're able to share media at the speed and rate and length in which we are, I think we're going to realize that everyone really Part of the part, part of a finalized product is the process that went into it, and that is just as much of a piece of art as the art itself. 
right? The album that you buy on the store online gets delivered to your house if you're buying vinyl, CD, whatever, or if you're listening to it digitally. There are many hours of process that went into that, and those are just as crucial as the final delivery itself. Process is art. Love your process. Love your art. Share both of them with the world. Don't take things too seriously. My next guest today, Mr. Dan Smalley. He's a friend of mine, but he's also an amazing father, but he's also a country music artist signed to Big Machine Records. And now, when it comes to country music, it's a fascinating thing. I find the people who truly try to tell their story for the sake of their story, they try to be honest and they try to communicate who they are with their heart to the people who want to listen they develop an audience country music is honesty in motion and dan dan smalley dude can't tell a lie in this podcast we talk about how he beat being an alcoholic how he grew to be a better father how he approaches dealing with anxiety and stress during this quarantine and a bunch of other fascinating things hope y'all dig it do you so you put out your record right before no, in the middle of it. In the middle of it. It was March 20th. Right, it was March 20th. So that's the thing, too, Man, not so, to be disrespectful, but God, how has like the perception of time changed? Oh, my God. In a heavy way. It's a real heavy way. Like, yes. Um, man, the, the worst part about all that was, so it had to have been the 12th of March, which probably was a Thursday. Um, we were rehearsing, and... Because I had I was going out with Willie that Sunday. I know, man. I was out with Ashley a couple weeks after that. Where were we all um, playing? We were going to be in Mobile and Huntsville. Um, Willie and I were going to be in um, Oklahoma, I believe. And it was just, I had a really good string of shows just ready to rock and roll. And that day, we're at rehearsal. I get a phone call from my mom saying that my older sister had a massive heart attack and she was in the hospital. Um, and so... As we're leaving rehearsal, um, my God! Then I get the call that says, "Hey, these shows aren't gonna happen." So it was like, "Was that your agent or your manager?" Oh, it was my my manager for sure. Wow! Not that they weren't gonna happen, but like, hey, a lot of stuff's getting shut down, and and so I started putting everything together, and I was like, "Man, this is a really stressful situation." <laughs> Doesn't your wife work in the medical field? So my wife was working in um, kind of like a day spa situation. Um, she lost her job last week. Oh, no, yeah, man. So luckily, I'm a songwriter, and I'm still uh, holding on to some publishing, uh, to a publishing deal here in Nashville. That's kind of what's keeping us going. Um, and you're over at Dreamland? And Universal. Yeah. Oh, does Universal own Dreamland? Is that how that works? No, we just kind of joint ventured, the three of us did. Oh, that's this, this happened right before everything shut down, too. So, really? In yes, March? Which was a very, a very firm blessing. Um Whoa. I felt like from the universe that I was like, they were like, Whoa. you're going to be okay. This is going to be stressful, but I've never, okay. dude, I've been thinking the past week. I'm thinking when I hear people say like, I'm a firm believer in something, it's like, mm. I've been, I've been questioning that a lot lately mm-hmm. just because of how much of like what I know to be real is just like turning out to kind of have a, a, a backstage behind it. And there's Straight like, up. it just seems like a show, mm-hmm. but you said a firm blessing and I never have heard that before. And like, yeah. that is beautiful. A firm blessing. Yeah, sometimes you got to look at them like that, um, even in the worst situations, because if, mm. I don't know, 
lose that hope. It's <clears throat> kind of all you got to hold on to anymore. Oh, really. oh, man. In my opinion. Well, that's what life's about. It's that upward journey towards something else. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were telling me before, you, like, how you got into music and, like, how that was full of what seems to be to me. Like, I think we met because what when you we I was walking in the basement and you were walking to your car and you were like, man, I've seen you play a Paul Cawthon. That's right. You remember that? Come on, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I just told you how big a fan I was. I was like, and I wasn't going to let you walk by me without saying, hey, man, I'm a fan of yours. Just because I believe in stuff like that. You know what I mean? And just simply saying things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whoa. So uh, touring with Paul, anyone who knows Paul. He's so good. He's a master at being Paul. Yeah, man. He's fucking insane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well... If you're paying attention to the music and the dude, I mean that's that's what it is, and that's what I love about it. To me, is because it's authentic. It's not it's not him trying to be anything else. It's just this is the dude, and he has something to say, and it's yeah. pretty cool to me. Um, Absolutely, and to a lot of other people, apparently, right? Um, to ever growing people. That's why I for sure pay attention to what he's saying and um, what he does. I'm a f- I'm a big fan of uh, of disco country. <laughs> <laughs> wow, which is that? Me too, man. I know, bro. That's why I like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's cool to me. Um, I think there's a world for it too. It's opening up. I think so too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seems more and more. Yeah. Seems less radio based too. Yeah, I don't know if. I don't know. You know what? It lives there to me in the same space as pop country. Mm. Um. It's, what it's, space is that? It's that it's that party space. It's that Oh well. It's, it's the music you turn on when you want to have a good time. It's Absolutely. it's the open house party on Friday night on the radio, in my opinion. It's like like if if you slid in um a Paul Cawthon in between, you know, in, still riding in between I a see. pop country song in the middle of a set on a on a radio station. All day. Most people wouldn't even like they'd be like, Well, what is that? That's kinda cool. Um, it would fit, is what I'm saying. It wouldn't stand out in a bad way. Doesn't get played though. It doesn't. Isn't that strange? I don't know if it's strange. If uh, I think it's more strategic. Of course not that song. Of course yeah. not cocaine country dancing. Nah, bro. But like, but Paul has a slew of other songs, like talking about uh, my gospel. My goodness, yeah. that's like full of hit songs. The one, the one that turned me on was still driving. Oh, that's the one. Still driving. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Me too. Who this guy? There's something I can't tell you. Like when you say that song, when people say that song to me, it uh, transports me back in time. Straight up. And it's just like we started every show with "Still Driving," and there was something again, dude. Working with Paul, when I heard his music, I would have not thought the shows were going to be the way they were. But when I was with him. We were playing venues that were 200 cap rooms, mm-hmm. not sold out mm-hmm. often. Believe it. And it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. But we started with Still Driving, and the music is so fucking strong that it did not matter, matter. ever. It's going to be a good time every time. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. When I saw you at the basement, it gave me that same feeling. Thanks, dude. Thank you, man. It put me in that same place. Thank you, dude. That's what I go for. Like, we're here in a room together, and yep. you wanting to be entertained, and I'm here to entertain you. Wow. Like, that's what we're here for, um, hopefully. Uh, but, like, I've been 
doing that since I picked up the guitar, since I was not very good. I'm still, in my opinion, not very good at the guitar. I play the guitar to accompany my voice. Like I so I've, awesome. I've always been, I've always felt like I was a singer. Um, when did you first feel like you were a singer? Man, the first time I got that standing O at Southwood High School for that beauty pageant that I did the the entertainment um, in the middle of it for, it was... Uh, what? I was hooked, bro. Yeah. You're 14? No, I was uh, 18. Whoa. And I was pretty sure it was all sympathy, too, because I had just broken my leg in five places playing football in my, se- <laughs> my senior year in high school. And so my dad was always like, man, what are you going to do when you can't play football? And he was a singer in the Air Force. He was a vocalist, so oh. I just grew up with him singing. singing Do you singing think the belief him. of having someone around in your life that's already doing something kind of allows you to believe it's possible within yourself? Most definitely, because that's all I told myself. I'll just be a singer like my dad. Come on. Yeah, and so when I broke my leg in five places, I was like, let's go. How'd you break it? Was it a, was it it was a fullback football. at you? No, man, it was, I was about to walk into the end zone. It was an option to the left side. And the quarterback that was in never pitched the ball. And this one time, uh-huh. he did. <laughs> he, he did. And it's not like it was a bad decision. Like, I was walking into the end zone, and I just made a bad cut, and my leg split in half. And nobody oh. touched me. It was a freak accident. It was one of those things. What? Where the, yeah. <laughs> like, I watched that video over and over and over, just like. Like that UFC video? Depressed. Where- no, my video of me breaking my leg. But, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah, seen that one replaying. where it's like the. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he breaks his it breaks his ankle breaks his. There's knee. some bad stuff on Damn. the internet. <laughs> There's some bad breaks. What happened? What was the deal there? Like, I, were you out of commission? Oh, totally. Yeah, you, doctors like you'll never run as fast as you. Oh, yeah, I was running four fives. What? A, yeah, fast kid, man. And um, I loved playing football. And um, yeah, and just one bad step, broken half, and so I was like, well, let's play some music and. They were having this beauty pageant, and some of my friends, uh, the females that were in it, were like, hey, we know you like to sing. We know you sing. We've heard you. Will you come do this? And I was like, all right, in front of people. So this is my first um, opportunity in front of a auditorium full of people. And I sang some Garth Brooks, dude, and got a standing ovation, and I was, I was hooked from then. What I was like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I was like, I'm there. And then it took me a little while longer to um, figure out exactly what I was trying to do and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to sound like and what kind of music I actually play. Country music is where I've always lived. But, man, I had to, like, get into all of it, you know, and try to try to uh, soak up as much um, knowledge and, and just influence from not just country music but, like, all the genres. Um, so growing up with my dad's background, he did... Um, Full productions of Les Mis what? and um, Beauty great. and the Beast and Whoa. stuff like that. Um, he was so, a theater singer. Totally, man. Whoa. But he would also get out on the road and yeah. and they cut a record with Merle. He was he was singing, you know, Houston um, and some uh, some country songs. And then he'd go out there and he'd be in a rock band, you know, Systems <laughs> Go, and we'd be what? touring high schools, uh, <laughs> preaching, you know, against. Uh, against drugs and bad behavior and stuff like that, um, playing, uh, I mean, the pop, Top 40, like Chick of the beauty. China, the Chinese Chick of whatever song that was. That's one of the songs I remember my dad playing. And then he would cover Robert Plant and nail, like, rock and roll. Wow. He was just a singer, man. He, he just really just sang. 
And so watching all that, um, he, he started telling me when I was like nine or 10, I started singing harmonies just in the car with him. Yep. And he's like, son, you got a real good ear. And so I, I just knew that I could, I could, I could hit a note for sure. I knew that part of it. And my friends always, always told me like, man, you, you really have a good voice if you want to sing. And, <laughs> and so it was always something I just had in the back of my head. And I knew one day if I ever committed myself to anything, that was probably going to be it. And, um, here we are. I mean, that was 15 years ago. So you had a lot between though. Four. Yeah, man. There's a lot of growing and learning and, well. and, um, babies in between that and getting married and moving across the, the country, you know, and with yeah. two kids and a wife, yeah, right. there was a lot of, a lot of stress, well. a lot of alcoholism, mm. a lot of drug use. Of when did you stop drinking? Uh, 2014, mm. yeah, November 9th was the last day I took a, a sip of any alcohol. Uh, yeah. What was it? Man, whiskey. Yeah. A lot of it. Were you playing? <laughs> I was. It was my birthday celebration. I, I turned, um, yeah, 29. Mm. Uh, yeah, I turned 29, November 6th, and we had a gig November 8th, and I just got wasted. Ah. I tied one on. It was, one, it was a celebration. Mm. Whenever I was, like, I never woke up and, like, needed a shot needed alcohol or anything like that I was always the guy that just like celebrated a little too much and ended up sometimes tragically <laughs> um, injured and so this is this particular time sometimes tragically <laughs> injured and then uh so this particular time um I ended up uh, I call them blackouts I don't know I don't have any other way to, to explain Ooh. it um scientists science hasn't been able to research anything about it but you know you've heard about people blacking out. so of course yeah i started blacking out when i was like 24 um after about a 10 year run with a lot of alcohol i've been drinking since i was 13 14 years old for sure of course Easy, louisiana know? right it's louisiana that's man. the thing that's all we had to do in Shreveport. do you um, like do you hate the movie Waterboy? i feel like the movie Waterboy is so funny i think it's hilarious it's so fun. Does it touch yeah. on any part of Louisiana, <laughs> like in any funny but real way? You know what? Um, I think <laughs> I think it's it's funny. Um, Jerry Reed's in that movie. Jerry Reed is in that movie. And you can't great. be Jerry Reed with anything. Um, I laugh still to this day so hard at that movie. Um, I think in any culture. Um, right. It's fun to poke at yourself, um, or it should be. And if you don't have that kind of sense of humor, then you, in my opinion, you're a little uptight, and you should be able to laugh at yourself. Um, oh my god! That's all I've been thinking about lately is like, yeah. it's so funny how I take things seriously. Because mm-hmm. only I am taking these things seriously. Like no one else has to. Right. It's just shit about you, where you come from. It's your perception of like what you consider to be like important. Like my buddy was talking to me about it the other day. I was like, I was like, man, that statue of homeboy isn't going to offend me if it's there or not, but it's offending somebody else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So who am I to say, leave it up there? 
You know what I mean? If it's offending somebody. Was he saying, I keep those ashes nah, on? Well, it's just this this period we're in. It's just like, well, man, all this stuff is coming down, and all these people are changing their names, and they're like, and there's the, the there, there's this side. The chicks. The chicks. Like, what's up with Lady that? Lady A. I mean, I totally understand both sides of the argument, and I don't try to sit in the middle of it. But it's art, though. I'm like, for the people... I get it. I'm for the people. If people are being offended by something, mm-hmm. I want to listen and I want to give them empathy. Hundred percent. I don't want to do the opposite, which is completely just um, ignore the situation. Um, and I feel like unless people take that stance of you know love and compassion for somebody who might be you know in a suppressed state mm-hmm. or feel like they're being held down or oppressed. Of course. Um, which is a lot of people these days, coincidentally, it's not just a race thing anymore. It's a cultural thing. You know, there's a lot of people being oppressed right now, not necessarily um, by a government, but by something greater than ourselves that we can't control. Mm. And the, the uncertainty in that is, you know, scaring a bunch of people. And I think when people get scared, their real selves come out and they start to show their true colors. And, and that's starting to get a little scary, um, you know, in my opinion, because, I don't know, some people's true colors aren't as pretty as you, you thought they might be. I know that. So. That's a wild thing to see. Yeah. It's weird to see a transformation across everyone mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it's crazy what real times will, will bring out in people. And, like, I don't know, to me it takes a certain kind of faith in something to keep hope alive and to keep that good nature going you know what i mean whoa how is it having children during this time is it unbelievably scary man having kids period is scary in my opinion that was one of the scariest um parts of my life bringing children into the world man you talk about being scared i didn't take it very well um dove off the deep end every time it was about to happen it was like the amount of stress did you really and wait oh totally man yeah whoa yeah how do you process stress now if if you don't have those vices, man, it sounds God, like it made you grow, right? God okay. is the first thing. Every day. Every day. Do you are you do you pray to God? Are you talking? Are you reading about God? Like, man, you know, it's just a relationship, right? And it's gonna okay. be a good one because you have to trust this this God. Okay, trust is the realest thing. That's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Where it's like. Man, you have to not say that you know everything mm. and admit that you don't know and trust the universe, trust God, trust whatever it is to take care of those things while you do your job. Yeah, especially when you don't know. You don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that right now. <clears throat> Uncertainty. Well. Yeah, man. Insane. My mom told me yesterday, um, so they're sending my sister. She goes to a school um, out in Forest Hills. Uh, it's like 30 minutes from here, 20 minutes. It's a great school. And uh, small, small school, mm-hmm. small school. And um, they're sending them back in August. Yeah. And she's she's like a little scared about it. My mother is. And I understand. I mean, rightfully so. It's like the other thing she was scared of, which I never even thought of, was she doesn't want people to be seeing the – she doesn't want to see adults having to wear masks in public. She like doesn't want to show my sister that. And we were talking about that. It's like why don't you want to expose her to fear? And that was something I wanted to ask you about, which is like, how are you dealing with, this is such a, um, an inflamed time mm. of opinions mm. and facts, but totally. both mm-hmm. being on the same 
scale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you showing your kids? What are you thinking of like, hey, let's not show them this or let's let's show them this so they can grow from it? Um, I'm kind of, I don't know. Mm. Some people might think that I have a different approach to parenting. Uh-huh. Um, I don't try to shelter my mm-hmm. children from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't try to hide reality from them in any way. Yeah. Um, very rarely do I stop myself from cussing in front of my children. Of course, right. Um, and my dad's the same. Or, or expressing myself in a, in a certain way. Now, when it comes to my wife and I communicating in front of them and about something that we don't agree with uh, on, we're still getting better at doing that in a more <laughs> um, in a, maybe a more private situation. Not private, but uh, yeah. a, a more <clears throat> what's I mean, you try to lead you try to make a good example, you try to be a good example and lead a good example for your children. And just just to put one instance into so me and, me and Heather disagree about something the other day, and I'm like, you know what, blah, 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 what I got to walk out the door and I slam it. And I sit on my back porch, and I'm decompressing. You got a great back porch. You got the basketball back there. Oh, we got stuff to do back there, man. You got plants. Place to sit. I just fresh. built a pergola back there to keep the sun off of us during this quarantine. Everyone's building shit. Yeah, man, there's garden. nothing better to do. Um, yeah, there's but I, got, <laughs> I got out there, and I sat down, and I just decompressed for a second, and then I heard... My son storming down the stairs. Was he pissed at you? No, he was mad at his little sister. And he was doing the exact same thing that I just did. Unbeknownst, like he didn't know that you... I don't know if he knew it or not, but he was just naturally following what his dad did and how he he reacted. And when when he got outside and slammed the door, he sat down. I was just like, man, I'm sorry. Like, I just set a really bad example. Whoa. And I'm sorry that you saw me talk to your mom like that. I'm sorry that you saw me slam that door because you just did the same thing, your sister, and that is not right. We do not need to speak to those women like that. We do not need to treat them like that. I was like, we need to try harder as the dudes in the family to control ourselves. And this is me talking to an eight-year-old boy. Absolutely. So this is how I try to raise my... I'm still learning myself, man. Of course. And unless you try try to grow with them... Um, because if you're not, you're not paying attention. I learn something new every day for my kids. Just their perspective of something is something right. that's been long gone for me, yep. and something that was long gone at a very young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my parents split up when I was ten, and I threw a lot of like dreams and hopes and and respect for like adults out the window, bro. Did you really? Oh man, as a, as a young kid, yeah. I because you saw then. your parents not be able to fulfill. Well, it was like my reality just went to shit. I was like, well, what else can I rely on? What else is going to shit on me? So the that side of the way I think sometimes came in at a really young age and it took me a long time to kind of get out of it. You know what I mean? So out of it. Yeah. You know what? So is that a full 100% out of it or is it like... It's still- a total 110% out of it. Bro... So, last time I drank alcohol, Mm. I dropped off in front of my house, Mm. and um, 
couldn't get in my house. Just kicked the door down, <laughs> and it wasn't my house. And the man that owned it shot me with a forty cal in the chest and in the arm, and I was pronounced dead on the scene. I've told this story a million times. It's out there. Um, but yeah, that was my slap. That was my God slap. Like that was that was the last straw. That when I woke up in that hospital and saw doctors saying, "Hey, man." You're the luckiest son of a bitch we've ever met, um, and if you don't know how you're why you're in here, you got a real problem. They said that. Yeah, straight Dude. up. I paid attention, and I was like, "You're right. You're so right." What happened? <laughs> and then they told me, and I was. Um, Were you surprised you did that? I was embarrassed. Embarrassment, man. Oh man, yes. You talk about um, just shame and being embarrassed, and. Uh, just because I'm not a stupid dude, and that was something just really something stupid. Mm. Um, I've made some bonehead decisions, and every one of them, alcohol was involved. Every single one of them. So from that point on, I just removed alcohol from my equation, and it's no longer there. And I no longer make stupid decisions. It's amazing how, how that works out. <laughs> 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 but no, man, my first went in, because my... <laughs> That was my crutch whenever shit was going wrong. Like, I would just, let's just get drunk, guys. That's all we can do, right? It's, uh, it's all we got to get out of this thing. It's Even all we now, got to like, shut What it a off. negative belief mm-hmm. to have. It's so negative. Right? Even it's like, thinking about it now, it's like, man, can't fix anything. Let's just drink about it. And it's like, nah. Right. Nah, Why? I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah, physically, mentally, I just can't go there anymore. Um, did you have kids at the time? Yeah, man. My wife heard the gunshots as she was feeding my little girl, who was not even a month old. Oh, my God. Man. Yeah, we've been through the, the ringer, people say. Whoa. You make a good book. <laughs> what do you think about that now? Do you ever, does it ever hit you when you're driving that Tacoma? And you're just like, you're almost, you're at 297,000 right now? 291,000? Yeah, 291, yeah. I bet, Okay. That's beautiful. So driving back and forth from Shreveport to Nashville, that started in 2015. And I put most of those miles on that truck just in between Shreveport and Nashville. I think I have... I think about it all the time, though. The revelations that happen when driving. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. But does that hit you like that alternate reality you're in now? <laughs> totally, bro. You're a different person. Totally, man. You've molted the shell. Like, you've grown. Like, you've gotten better. You're like a 2.0 to a, a beautiful degree. Thank you, dude. Um, and my family says it, my friends say it, Whoa. and I just I keep that with me and hold on to it, you know. And my other theory is that I never woke up and this is my heaven, which is which is a wild theory. But that's still a belief based, mm-hmm. it, like whether like people straight are, up, it's belief, <laughs> like right, it's the thing. Mm-hmm. I it seems to me like you took that energy mm-hmm. that you had all stockpiled and drank it, mm-hmm. and not being able to believe you get out of it. And you straight up 180 it in this unbelievable way. Still really like euphoric almost sounding. It's almost like I had no control. <clears throat> not, not that, but it was in my head, it was like either completely get rid of something and admit that you can't control that part of your life um, and let go of it. Um, or keep doing the same thing and it just didn't make any sense to me to keep doing that to keep just diving down that hole um that wasn't working obviously was not working like hey you must die <laughs> <laughs> a couple <laughs> times you know what i mean damn 
like a few years before that, I put this car over a ditch, over like a 30-foot ditch, and took out crosses on the way down. And Took out crosses? Literally took crosses out going over the side of the road. And well, had what kind no of, clue how I walked away from it. Were they like the uh, construction worker crosses of the people who unfortunately passed on the side, or was it like church crosses, like those nice in-the-ground staked ones? It was... Um, I couldn't tell you what they look like. I don't honestly remember. Um, I just remember waking up in General Motors, which was about a mile and a half away from the car accident. This is public knowledge, too. And didn't know how I got there. Like, broken ribs, broken finger. Um, And I'm standing in the front office of General Motors, and these guys are behind the glass. They're like, man, are you awake? And I'm like, what's going on? They were like, dude, you've been standing here for like 15 minutes. And when they said that the cop pulled up and he walked in, he's like, sir, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I'm hurting really bad. I was soaking wet. It was pouring outside. Um, He's like, what were you driving? I was like, man, I wasn't driving anything. I gave my keys away. And he was like, what kind of car were those keys to? I was like, Chrysler Sebring. And he's like... (laughs) You're telling me somebody else was driving that car? I was like, it had to be. He's like, I'm going to need you to get in the car with me. He went and found the car. And the way that it was just in the ditch and had taken the, the crosses laid over on the side of the oh, road, fuck. when I saw it and the, the limb that was basically just going through the windshield Come where on. the driver was sitting, um, the cop was like, it wasn't nobody else driving that car that's alive. Um, I don't remember driving. I do remember giving my keys away the night before. I don't remember driving. I don't remember the walk to General Motors. Um, I don't remember any of that. And there's a video of me taking that left-hand turn. Like, Was a government video from the... Oh, totally, from the traffic light. <clears throat> How yeah. was this all resolved? Um, so like yeah. surely there had to be legal action. Oh, definitely. They were charging me with a DW, a DWI. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I've been through the ringer. Uh, that would, would have potentially been like my third, I think DWI. Um, Whoa, man. and yeah, it was just diversion, um, mm. probation, years of it. Setbacks. Setbacks. Stuff like that, you know. Um, but you're sh- you sit here today <clears throat> and you're strong. <laughs> like, it's isn't that a little crazy? Think about that's literally a magic superpower of being a human. Yeah, that's the part that I don't take credit for. Come on with it. You that's can't, like, you can't. can't take credit for that. Whoa. It's not it's obviously not anything that I did. I was doing everything wrong. Given a second chance is just like it has to come from somewhere else, you know, in my opinion. So I'm not gonna fuck it up. <laughs> that's that's just where I'm at in life. Does you know? it give you does having like you talk about being embarrassed, you talk about being ashamed. Does that radiation of those emotions are those still with you or are you proud of yourself now? Or is it a is it both? Yeah, none of those instances are anything I'm proud of. Um, if anything, they're, they're just stories that I can recall and, and pull up if I need to talk to people, if, if people need to hear about it, if, if 
hopefully if like it, it affects people in a, in a positive way, you know, or somebody who might have been might be in the same kind of situation I was in with just that in without any hope, you know what I mean? If they can look at me, this there is hope. fuck up, this complete fuck up of a dude, um, straight up, I will I will own that. I was a straight up just fuck up of a guy, just had everything kind of handed to me. It was just like. I mean, we weren't rich or anything like that, but I, we never struggled for anything. Right. Um, man, I chose drinking over my wife and my kids. Like, I would I would get drunk and not come home at nights and stress my wife out. Um, you know, situations like that. It was, I was a really just, not a bad person, a really bad alcoholic. Just, mm-hmm. the person was a good dude. Mm-hmm. I've always been a, a good right. parent. I've always been a good dad, a good dude um but man when alcohol was involved i just turned into somebody who didn't give a shit about anything or anybody you know and yeah man i just had to get rid of it you did though (laughs) yeah for sure and it's cooler now it's way cooler (laughs) it's way cooler (laughs) damn you're still learning yourself does it help you like Man, not, like slamming the door ain't nearly as bad as any of that. So, like, does that allow you to kind of not be so hard on yourself? Do you think that allows you to like? Good point. Have good space. Uh, yeah, it definitely does, man. Just um, taking the time to examine oneself, I think, is important. And I've done that a lot. You've been I've forced. Been forced to. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it, a thing, though. And it's different. And you know what else is different is being forced to and not wanting to to learn because I've done that too. Um, and then, and then being forced to, but being on the same page and not only being willing, but just being, being absolute willing to just throw your life, what you had going on before, just like that doesn't matter anymore because it wasn't working. Just being able to let go of all that. Yeah. That's a, whoa. It's important. I think growing, um, as a person, because like views, um, trends, huh? pop culture, huh. the way everything revolves and the way it all shifts and moves, um, is especially these days, is so fast. And you're open to so much knowledge just with Google. Um, of course. You have, we have all the answers, or supposedly, on the Internet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so there really aren't any more excuses for not knowing um, or not maybe seeing the more popular opinion of, of what's right and wrong. And I think a lot more people are starting to see that. Um, I think maybe less people are talking about it. Hmm. Um, but a lot more people are starting to see it. Um, like I feel like the popular opinion, it leans more right, leans more... In toward good, I think so than too. evil. I think so too. Not right and left. Yeah. But I think the popular opinion of humanity is for the good, for the 100%. better good of humanity. Absolutely. And we have people in charge. I feel like that don't have share that opinion mm-hmm. for humanity. There's a lack of leadership. Totally, man. Cross. It's not a lack of leadership. The leadership is there. It's just leading in the wrong direction, and it has been for decades. Mm-hmm. And we can't do anything about it at this point. We bring down our government. Some would say that's happening. 
Some would say there's a civil war about to happen. In slow motion, <clears throat> I hope not, for the sake of our children. There has to be a peaceful resolve. It's freaky right now. I think that's the one thing, yeah. It is freaky. Because to... To pluck hate out of the world has never happened. No, it won't work that way. Nah. No way, right? But you're uh, you're a uh, you. Is this coughing? Yes, sir. Dude, you're the man. Come on. Thank you. You're you're an alpha god. You're a dominant god. You're a good leader. You're a good father. You're a good husband. So you get what it means to not only have empathy and to have compassion, but you also. Our dude who knows when shit hits the fan. It's like you would kind of have an idea of what to do. Man, I try to be... I think you have to be um, aware of your surroundings. Um, But yeah, I can change a a flat tire. (laughs) I can... um, Right. I can build a house if I need to, or a shelter. Oh, you built a house? If I need to. I can fish. I can hunt. Um, I could definitely shoot really, really straight and fast. You got a gun? I have a few. We got a couple guns. You know. Yeah. It's America. It is America after all. We, my, uh, are you wearing a mask? Yeah, when I have to, of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just so weird to me. It's like, it's very good to see a friend after all this time. Cause it's I like, feel you, man. to see everything's changing quickly too. very fast. It's mm-hmm. like, I just, China yesterday, just took over fucking Hong Kong. <clears throat> China just took over Hong Kong. Yeah. I guess they've always been there, but it was always a, a one place, two kind of systems. hundred percent. And now it's not anymore. Very scary. That's, that's to just, for it to just happen. And, I don't know. We don't have cable or any, any anything like that anymore at the house. So I, I get my news from media outlets, and yeah. I, I read it more than I watch it. Of I course. try to like um, at least give my brain that much reading in the morning. Um, Do you have a routine? Are you waking up? Are you like exercising? Are you writing? Man, I don't exercise as much as I need to. When it's when it all went down, we were definitely exercising daily, and um, at the house, you at just, the house. like calisthenics. Yeah, because it was like, oh no, we have to stay. Moving into this It's hard point, to keep really. it up. Yeah, it is, man. Isn't that funny, like, mm-hmm. making promises to yourself and, like, thinking, man, I'm getting to the age now where it's like, I'll tell myself, and then at 9 p.m., like, 9 a.m., I'll, I'll do this for three months. Yeah. And then, like, 8 p.m., I'm like, I got two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm ashamed of myself sometimes. I'm like, well, fuck, am I just being, am I being lazy? Like, I don't think you're being lazy. Um, or is it we just don't have enough time to do that good of a job at that many things well you know what i mean i do i run into that not enough hours in the day all the time oh, that's a real thing yeah um for sure i think delegating your time is something that <clears throat> gets easier the older you get <clears throat> um just paying attention to some of my friends um that i that i have um you know that might be in their 60s or, or 50s um Yep. who delegate their time a little bit differently than young men do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just because they, it's, it's cool to watch the, um, you find out what's important in your life, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, sometimes don't fit into that. 
like what's actually important to you. You know what I mean? I don't know. You you see it when people get older. Um, you do. You see them shedding the things that like we wear. And I wonder if it's like an American culture too that mm. we see. You know what I mean? Because you look elsewhere in countries like Italy and India mm-hmm. and where they embrace their elderly um, mm. and they still hold them, mm-hmm. you know, in a, on a, not a, I wouldn't say a pedestal, but they still hold them with, with high respect for sure. Well, that's country music. Man, it has to be country like, music. Like that is country music. <laughs> like that's the thing. That's like, that's what I love about it, music yeah. is that you, uh, if you do the right work and what you do is has staying power, then it only gets better over time. That's why we like the Grateful Dead. That's right, man. Like they're selling more tickets than they've ever sold. <laughs> it's like what? That's why we love it's... Willie Nelson and John Prine and those guys, man. Willie, man. He hear, did you hear that new song he just put out? Which one, probably? I think it's called something about cowboy. Always been a cowboy. Oh man, I haven't heard that yet. No. He's like on the luck. I'm ashamed. Range. Oh, it's, you got, when did you got it come out? Hours in the day. Uh, two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. I'm totally ashamed. But I could be saying that. It could be seven weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could have been last year. It could have been two years ago. Yeah. This is an old cut. They just put it back out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like my perception of time is just fucked. No, I heard that too. Somebody asked me what month it was the other day. And I think I said July, and it wasn't July yet. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. Does it, like, all these things that, like, we think they're so important, like, does it actually matter? Like, I don't think so. What month so. is it? I don't know. Why does it, yeah, why does it matter what month it is? What's, who made that schedule up? Like. It's old. It's a real old timeline. When, when life was much slower. <laughs> That's very true. We need more months now. Dude, that would be more, nice. We need more minutes. You would do more minutes if you if you had to. <laughs> so like, I give you the time to like chop up a year. You'd be like, no, I want more minutes. That's pretty smart. I like that. You more minutes in a day. You just slow the seconds down. So instead of them going one Mississippi two Mississippi three, they would go one Mississippi two. That's your like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> That's your Wolf of Wall Street moment. That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Slow man. it all down, man. Everybody pay a little more attention. Well, I'll tell you what, man. My dad and I were talking the other day, and he was like, Yeah, my, you know, like, I bet you can relate to it too. Just some people have the ability to be so honest with you that when you hear them talk to you, it's as if it's in your own head. Mm. Like, you just can't deny it. Man, I've never thought about it like that, to be honest. And he's like, Man, just slow down. Yeah. And I, I've been slowing down. Mm-hmm. Throughout the day, it's happening. And it's like, man, it's, you don't have to believe life is fast. Like, life moves at a pace mm-hmm. in a way that you believe it to be. That's a beautiful thing. Man, do you set it yourself? Do you set that pace? Mm. It's always a question, especially now in the music business. Like, um, like they say they work, you know, the the record labels work for you as an artist and all that stuff. And it's yeah. like, do you set that pace or do you respect the opinion of the people that you've now surrounded yourself with who say, like, who who kind of help guide you through this uh, this landscape of the unknown for a guy like me, for sure. Landscape of the unknown. Yeah. That's scary. And without, like, keeping your foot on the pedal, how do you... 
um, progress forward. And now in this environment, like, <laughs> yeah, because you're like, um, you're on a, you're on a death, like on a, the, one of the biggest labels in the world, big machine, man. It's and amazing. It's, like, it's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, it's a dream come true. Um, as far as, uh, what I'm trying to do with, with my music. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the kind of reach I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have and the trying, the impact I'm trying to make um, for sure is, is a bigger one. Um, than what I've been doing in Shreveport for the past 10 years <laughs> <laughs> or what I was doing. Um, and well, yeah. so, yeah, to have it actually be a reality, man, you talk about um, just the feeling of, like, triumph. Um, I remember because it was literally oh, it was a like triumph. 2014, oh, man. 2014, I was knocked down to lower than I've ever been in my life. Um, and I, I signed a record deal in 2018, like as quickly as that happened, it blew my face open. Like I was like, I had no, absolutely <laughs> no thought of that going down the way it did. No thought that like, this is going to happen in a year, like two years moving to Nashville, three years moving that no expectations like that. Um, and I, if you talk to my wife, I'd be like, she would have told you, like, I was like, there's no way that I get like a record deal and put music out within the first like four or five years we're here in Nashville. I was like, it would be cool if we could like get all that to move. But I kind of thought the process was a longer one. You know what I mean? I was like, Hey, you need great songs. You need this big team and they need to figure out what this whole thing is that they're all at this point trying to, and I was in for the ride in the process and then it all just started like mm. and trying to keep up and and walk into they're like hey you're gonna write with the best songwriter one of the best songwriters in Nashville tomorrow and it's like well I just wrote five songs yesterday <laughs> um, five not, songs not five but I'm exaggerating uh, but like literally, some literally two songs a day for the past like That's you tough. know two or three years I've been here and it's like well show up with a great idea tomorrow with this great songwriter you know, uh, it's like, man, no, I, like I don't it. have any more. Like, <laughs> I'm out right now. Can we take a break? Do you what, mind? Was like, like Dean Dillon was like, man, movie. stuff like that. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, man. Like literally, yeah, the dream best come true moments. And it's like, what's it like writing with a guy like that, sitting down and being like, because it's a crazy thing to sit fun. down. Like even for me to sit down with you and oh, to like man. talk about talk about life things. If yeah, it's man. like I've done nothing to that degree. Like so, like I. Oh man. My right with you was just as cool to me as my right with Dean Dillon. That's beautiful. I'll put it up there with that, yeah. Dean was like... That belief's real, though. A real sweet dude. He was real oh. nice. And we wrote a great tune, me, him, and Keith Stegall, which was... You wrote Keith Stegall and Dean Dillon yeah. on the song, man. Damn. That's the kind of shit I have to, chew, to chew on and pinch myself still. <laughs> was that a good song? Yes, man. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> it is. Did it, make your, did it make your record? Not yet. We're holding on to it. Me and Keith are kind of... Um, we have a pile of songs. I say a pile. Um, there's a bunch of songs, obviously. Me and you have two, I think, great songs that we've written together. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. And it's, so it's, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of songs in this town, man. It's hard to... Um, mm. Um, mm. Everybody's just so good. Everyone's so talented. Everybody's here. just so talented. So. Does it ever hit you, like, having opportunity over other people who are talented? You're like... You ever see, like, you All have to give time. yourself credit for the work you've done. That's hard for me to do. But you see luck, and you're like, man, I can't explain why, but mm-hmm. I have, I, I'm just as good as this next person by me, but they don't have what I have. Man, 
that's a weird thing to kind of own. It straight up is. Um, and it's a um, confidence. Yep. You got to have that, that yourself. That you have to have in yourself. Did you know that prior to getting rid of alcohol in your life? Or do you think, was that a lack of confidence in some way? That was a lack of confidence in my opinion. Fascinating. Totally. Right? So yeah. it made you more confident. Um, like, it made me not care as much. Quitting it, though. Oh, quitting definitely made me more confident, for sure, because I there wasn't a question of what I was doing anymore. It wasn't a... It wasn't... I don't know. Something went away, man. Like... Nah. Whoa. Like that... That other direction that was here, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some people say there's two wolves. You know, whichever one you feed more is, is the one that howls the loudest or whatever. Come on, man. Um... I just quit feeding that other motherfucker and star I feel like starved him to death, you know what I mean? And this other wolf just started eating more. And does that make sense? Oh, total sense. Like I just something turned off to where I was just like, eh. Not worth it. Eh. Just stop. Not worth it. It's beautiful. Absolutely not worth my life. Absolutely not. And my wife and my kids. Like you're about to tell me I was about to lose that opportunity to raise this beautiful family. No, not worth it at all. Not even oh, close. <laughs> so it just turned off. Like, I, I tell people, I woke up a different person. I came out of the hospital a different person. It's hard to explain, but it's like, I was bought into this other guy already before I got out of the hospital. I was like, I know who he has to be. Let's go do it. So I, like, dove into rehab. It was like 90 steps, or 12 steps. Let's do it, 90 and 90. I was all into the AA program, completely kicked it out, and AA is a really great program to help do something like that. Do you ever go? I haven't been to a meeting in three years. Okay. Yeah. So well. I have my own kind of system that really, really works. And like I said, and somebody asked me the other day, um, and I still, I'll, I take that back. I went to a meeting Sunday, a virtual meeting, not this past. I was going to ask. Sunday before. Yeah, I was going to. A friend ask. of mine's in Austin. And he was like, "Hey, man, yeah. I got a group of guys. I'd love to hear your story." I was like, "Cool." So we zoomed it, and um, wow. And I was like, "Hey, I haven't been to a meeting in three years." Um, but the main point of AA is if it works, work it. Like if you find something that works for you, that's going to keep you on a better path to mm. and keep something out of your life that you think, or that you have come to the realization that is not good for you. Mm -hmm. If you find something that works, do that. Oh, just, just do it. That's what I found. I just do it. <laughs> but it doesn't involve meetings every day. What is it? Is God. it a process? God. Yeah. We, we deviated from God there for a second. Then we dove deeper in. Yeah. What's, what do you mean, though, by God? That's just How's a relationship, man. It's just How this... is the God's a noun and God's also a verb at the same time? You know, it's kind of funny how it works like that. Um, it is. When you realize that you have no control over any of this stuff, all you have Come on. is control over what you do and how you present yourself to the world and what you do with this brief time that we're given down here, like what you make the most of. When you realize that, it's easy to, to, to have a conversation with a higher power um, and, and, get, and just throw all of your hope and all of your trust in that, in my opinion. Wow. Some people don't believe in God. I do believe in God. <laughs> You're right. There's I'm a lot so of religions serious. that believe in gods. Yeah, you know all, what I mean? Yeah, indeed. Come on. A lot of them kind of preach the same thing, if you're paying attention. Mm. Um, it's something bigger than us. 
and you can't control everything. Um, Beautiful, man. And that's where I'm like, I live. If something yep. I can't control, that is what it is. Is what it is. Bruce Hornsby said it. Come on. <laughs> like he's just, yeah, it's real. You can't control it. Just you do go. what you do. Mm-hmm. And the rest. Yeah. You trust. Mm-hmm. Some people hate when you say that. I And it's so weird to think that. It's so weird to think that pisses people off when you say that sometimes. I don't get it. People call it quacky. People call it too artistic. And I'm like, why would you think you know how to operate this cockpit? Like all these controls. Straight up. Like you, you don't even know how to work the touch screen. Man. <laughs> I, even, I don't even know how to plug in the USB. It's exactly right. And damn. There's USB-C. There's fucking thunder. There's so much more that yeah. we have no clue about. Come on. It's like, man. Have your kids asked right. you about God at all? Does that happen? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, what do you tell them? God. How do you talk about something you don't really know but just believe in? Or is there actually a difference there even, man? Damn. You know, so spirituality and religion um, became, I don't know, when they got married, it was like, not that people missed the point, but then they started, they just started to segregate it. And, I don't know, to me you can't segregate like hope and love. Um, you can't divide those things. You can't you can't make one hope or one love better than another hope or another love, or or one faith better than another faith. You can't do that. That's not the way it works. There's right and there's wrong. There's two wolves. Um, in my opinion. Wow. And. To me, that all looks the same. It all sounds the same. It all feels the same. Um, I don't know why. That's just the way I see it. That's the way I see life. It's just this... Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have control over a lot of it. We can we can go forth and do what we do. We can lead an example. We can be an example of something good and bright and shiny and fun and happy or, or real or whatever you want to be. You can do that. And at the end of it... That's what you've got to show for it. You know what I mean? And it's like, what do you... I have a hard time believing in, like, evil, you know, like, as a way of life. Mm. Whoa. So, I just, I don't know. I don't don't believe in it. But I know it's out there, and it always has been. Uh, Absolutely, it's out there, yeah. Combating that is the, I don't know. It I seems think we're like in the middle of one right now, big old. A war. combat? Oh, yeah. Feels like it. Between good and evil. So the day that, that the riots happened here in Nashville was the, the same day that uh, that bolt of lightning struck the Lincoln Memorial. Do you see that photo? Whoa, no. It's fucking crazy. So it's like this Lord of the Rings, like shit in the middle of the sky. The sky's purple. The sky's purple. It's raining outside, thunderstorms. 
It's like, whoa, it's wild. It seems like in life, though, you have the ability to skate by things or combat with things. It sounds mm-hmm. like as you get older, like you're talking about, strategically, you skate by things in a nice way. The things that don't matter, I think. Shit, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You did it so... <laughs> You got this team. You're in the middle of the quarantine. Shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, are you stressing out about music not coming out? Are you stressing out about yeah. putting a record out and yeah, tour it? And it's oh like, my god, if you're not stressed <laughs> out right now in life, you're not paying attention. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah there's stress for sure. <laughs> um, How do you stay cool? How do you stay positive? Oh, That's the thing too. Like trying to write from a place. I feel like when I try to write and I'm pre- like when I believe what I write. It's coming from a place that's deeply playing, mm. just like a kid in the front room. It totally is. And it's like, I, the kid's not playing right now. Mm. It's like, I'm, I'm freaked out a little, like a lot of days in a row. I feel like, you, bro. I can't access that place, man. Mm. I know I will eventually, but it sucks to like not be able to go there. Are you feeling that at all? Or are you staying on it? Right? <sighs> Both, too, because like I'm writing songs, but it's like, oh, man. You got to excuse me here. Sorry. We're humans. We had to take a piss. We had to find a lighter, had to get some water, but here we are back in the second half of the podcast. Have you, have you heard that lick? No, I've only heard Glenn's version. You got it. So he did one with Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed wrote that song or that lick, I believe to Southern nights. And it's all like doing this crazy shit. Have you ever looked it up? It's a guy from uh, Louisiana worth, who wrote. It's worth a look. Have you heard the original? Southern Nights? Yeah. Is it? Alan Toussaint. Oh, no. Louisiana. Did he write it? So he wrote, check it out. Come on. The whole album. I love this. Man, you can take that one on back if you want and fuck with no, it at the house. Bro, you let me hold on. Yeah, come on. I got two. I'm going to send you this album, Alan Toussaint. This is actually a great record. He takes that that Southern Nights vibe, that part of the chorus, and he puts it into all the songs and transitions from song to song with it. So it's like this dream. And oh, that what? the album's called Southern Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. There's even, check this out, second song on the record's called Worldwide. What? <laughs> oh, come on with it. Check it out in the it's actually really it's a big inspiration in Cosmic Country is this album. I've loved it for come years. On, really? Second song is called Worldwide. Fucking Southern Nights is on there. Southern Nights is on there. Can I listen? 100%. Yeah. That's really cool. It's I have beauty. You mind if I touch this on? No, come on. I have no clue. Man, that's a cool ass that wrote that song. I had no clue. That's cool to put all that together. So, 
The way Glenn tells it is when... Um, I'm sending it to you right now. Jerry Reed yeah. came up with that lick. Okay. Or when he heard that lick. Um, oh, that's the lick that made the top of the song. I had no... I had no clue Alan Tucson wrote that song. I didn't either until someone told me. It was... Um, That's very cool. Oh, it's so funny, dude. This guy comes up in every po- podcast I do. I've, I've never had him on. It's Joe Firstman from a band called The Cordovas. It's a really fantastic band. I know that name too. The Cordovas. They like live in Mexico part of the year. They also mm-hmm. live in... Madison. A great band. Fantastic. Tennessee? Tennessee? Come on. Come on with it. Oh, yeah. What is this? That is called Candyland. Ooh, that's my favorite board game. Way more than Yahtzee. Evidopoly. Candyland's it. Get that purple character. Do what? Oh, the purple character. Remember the, uh, fuzzy, one? the fuzzy guy? There was the, the, the pirate. Mm-hmm. This is a sativa, apparently. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. We had some um, purple, purple herbal, too, that was pretty good. Yeah. It was more of a indica. Do you want me to ash this anywhere? Or oh, yeah, I got it. I can use that lid. Here you go. Here you go. Got this little turtle ash. Dude, right? perfect. My son asked me what I thought my spirit animal was yesterday. Whoa. And so I was like, well, what do you think yours is? He's like, I don't know. Probably a turtle. Because they want a turtle. He and, my, he and my little girl, they want a turtle right now. Are you going to do it? Yeah, we gotta we gotta earn it first, you know. So. How do you earn a turtle? Um, brownie points is our system. Brownie points? Yeah. What is this? Well, it's just like a monetary system within the household. They get about five hundred brownie points. We'll go get them a turtle. So they're at like probably sixty or seventy. Oh, they got some time. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah. You got to in life. For the things and you want. These this time right now is is important. I think to find some kind of structure going on. So it's like just saying, hey, if you wake up, brush your teeth, change your clothes, and get yourself ready for the day, you get like four to six bonus or uh, brownie points. That's beautiful. So they're like, wake up excited, getting brownie points. Oh, belief, dude. It's coming down to that belief. If you believe you should do something, or if you think it's going to get you something, in their case. Sounds like they know it's gonna. Oh, they're they're. They know that turtle's coming. They're confident in, <laughs> and their return. turtle return. So when he said turtle, I was like, man, that's really cool. Has a great. I was like, actually, the turtle has like the best shelter. Um, like the greatest defense against the outside world. I was like, what's your what's your show? Great question. And he was like. He's like, Dad, you're high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting at dinner and my wife was coming. I was like, what's your show? I was like, is, is gaming your show? Because he's a gamer for sure. Was he do Fortnite? He's Fortnite, Minecraft, yeah. uh, Roblox. Sorry, How old is your son? Eight. Maybe yeah. Nine, yeah. It's beautiful. Did it, you got VR for him? No, man. He cannot visually conceptualize virtual reality, 3D. He has a um, no way. Yeah, no way. Astigmatism, and it's amblyo something. He cannot. He will never be able to see like three D effects. Oh, that's so sad. It is sad. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, that that is a sad one for him too because That's he really loves sad. to game. Yeah. And when the doctor told us that, I was like, oh. I bet. It's like, that's going to be rough for him. But then he was like, oh, well, no big deal. I don't need those glasses. I was like, hey, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the 3D glasses. Um, so. so you said gaming's your your shell, son. I think <laughs> gaming might be his shell, yeah. Did he have anything to say? Was he Is he agreeable? Is he like. He definitely was like, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, he knows um, as far as like his comfort zone. Um, where that is, he loves just sitting on his beanbag and playing games. Oh, that's what I was for guitar, man. Really? All day that long. Gives me hope, man. Yeah. Because I wasn't exactly the same. Like, I played sports and stuff, but if I was like, if there was a Lego set that needed to put, be put together, I was on it, and that's all I did. <laughs> and there, for a little while, when like Road Rash came out, oh, like, yeah. And Halo and like Madden and all that stuff. Like, I'll play some games. I'll sit down for some hours and invest. You got to. But, man, the daily, like, just wake up and that's all you do type yeah. of situation is something I got to, like, try to steer them away from. Where you, like, wake up, that's what you did. Yeah. So yeah. I remember it. It was, like, what I did. So I, I wrestled from when I was in kindergarten to eighth grade. I, and I was good at wrestling. But then everyone I hit puberty. Yeah, and I didn't hit puberty. I, was, <laughs> I stayed. Right around that time, I started guitar, started games a couple years before, and I just started going into those worlds. Gaming, man. I was heavy into it. Loved it. Like World of Warcraft. Come on, man. It's a real game. It's like man, you get like the computer. It's a whole world, man. Yeah, but it's, it's vastly different now. People are making millions of dollars. My cousin on Twitter makes a lot of money doing what he does, making graphics for people, working, works at ESPN. It's like he's younger than me. It's like, damn, he's very intelligent on Making it. graphics. Making graphics and banners for people and animating things for him and Your content. Shit. It's like, no, he makes a lot of money. I need to talk to him. What kind of animation yeah. does he do? He does intense, like, gaming-style mm. animation, so it's very 3D and it's very sharp, clean, and digital. It's like... It's like uh, Skrillex. It's like oh come on, like Skrillex music equivalent, yeah. just super modern and edgy. And well, I feel like what you and I do is very throwback in the aesthetic. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh huh. How do you marry them? I'm always looking to like find what somebody else is really good at. I feel like Orville Peck does a good job at that. Peck, yeah. You fuck with him? Not a lot, man. Pretty good though. Like that. He is good. His music's Dude, pretty his music so is great. Beautiful. Um. And what he does is beautiful, too. I think there's a real cool place for it. Um, Whoa, so that's funny what you say that. So I'm thinking about that. It's like what you do and what your music is are two different things. Oh, sometimes. I think. Man. Especially in country music. Hmm. How's that? What's the vibe? You good with this? Oh, I'm good. I'll take a break. That's great. Man. Beautiful. I don't know. Some of these dudes wear cowboy hats and fucking. It's not play real. pop music. I know it. That makes sense to me. Have you checked out that Indigo playlist on Spotify? Yeah, it's badass. It's really cool. It's badass. Yeah. They gotta, they'll have you on there. It's gonna happen. Man, you never know. It'd be cool. Whoa. I don't keep my hopes up anymore. You know me. Whoa. <laughs> <sighs> I lowered my expectations for... Uh, what? For... Really? I know that's rough to say. No, no, I'm fascinated to hear that. Yeah. What do you mean about that? I just... 
like I said, at a young age, shit started just like, oh, wow. like hope just started to fly out the window. So I was like, well, you know, you get rubbed wrong, you get bitter a little bit. Um, and so learning from that, I still have hope. Um, and I still keep my expectations for myself extremely high, probably too high. Um, but as far as everything else around me, I've kind of just, I don't expect that much out of my wife and kids. Like, because what I expect of myself um, is a bar that you should never set for anybody else. Like, that's your own bar. It's nobody else's bar. Like, my wife has a different bar. My son has a different bar. My, my daughter has a different bar. She's going to set for herself. All I can do is, is set my own bar right here and not worry about anybody else's bar and quit trying to set their bar for them. You know, I, I find myself struggling, like, giving my son any advice because I feel like I'm preaching all the time. Right. And I have to, like, say, son, I'm not trying to, like, preach at you. Like, I only get so much time down here to, like, rub off on you. Like, I want to make sure that you know exactly who I am and what I'm trying to say to you when I say things. And I'm sorry if that shit gets heavy sometimes. <laughs> oh. But, you know, like, that's all we get. And uh, But, but not coming down with a hammer, man. Or like, my wife's always like, your tone is just too much. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck, I don't know how yeah. to stop my tone. Like, I talk a certain way I always have. And now I have to pay attention to like myself and fucking yeah. just fucking dial it back, bro. Uh, uh, you know how to uh, do that. Uh, 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 yeah. Pay attention to what your wife is telling you. Right. And dial it back. Dial it back. My dad calls it keeping it below 51%. Come on, man. And it's like, man, I could jump up above a hundred quickly. Like that's it's, my thing. It's a thing, man. I think a lot of people can, but being able to navigate. Yes, indeed. Like at like 50, I think is very, very important. And knowing when to get up to like 60 or 70, if you need to, to like pay attention to something, you know what I mean? But 50 is right there where it's like, you're paying attention enough to not speak out of your ass. That's Or the thing. to not jump to a conclusion. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's, it's easy to just quickly jump to a conclusion yeah. about something you see or hear. And I try to talk to my wife about that. You know, it's like she hears something immediately jumps to this conclusion. And sometimes it's just way off. And I'm like, babe, every once in a while, you just got to like hear something and hear your conclusion in your head mm. and start evaluating that motherfucker. <laughs> because like what else could possibly be going on? What else? What is just any other scenario that you can put together in your head that could be the reason that you just got that text message, you know what I mean? That that sounds different, you know. Within maybe it's within a workplace or from a friend. It's just like before you take it personally you know, and and jump to conclusions. Just like step back and be like, hmm, why else might that be coming at me that way? And that's me operating at fifty percent straight up. Because if I'm not, then I'm automatically that person, too, trying to draw a conclusion quickly and, uh, and fix a problem. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Figure out why. And just do that. And, and it's too much sometimes. Most of the time. It's like, like and if, if you question somebody, they'll be like, yeah, definitely not that. You know what I mean? Or if, if you go there and be like, hey, I'm confused. Like, is this? They're, they're automatically like, oh, definitely. No, not that. You know, or thinking too much into it. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when mm -hmm. you invest your like, self into p 
putting too much into stuff like that, you just live stressfully, I guess. In my opinion, you just walk around stressed out about what people might be thinking about you. Or what, you know. You can't be doing that. No, not no. for very long. Come it, to find out. <laughs> Stress is the deadly killer, like hundred percent, right? <laughs> Comparison to others, I realized ultimately is insulting yourself. Mm, straight up. Insult to yourself. Or our biggest critic too. Yeah, well damn. That's real. That is real, man. It's good though. It's, it's I'm I'm excited to go back and play shows. Do you have any? Are you doing any more shows this year? I'm, I have two shows that I know I'm going to do, and I think that's all I need. Man, the residency at the local. Oh yeah, in August. Yeah, so, yeah. That starts this Saturday. Cool. No, it doesn't start until August. Starts in August. It's yeah. July first. What month is it? <laughs> and um, so that even if the shutdown. If they go, if they yeah. turn everything back off, um, yeah. we'll still have that live streaming platform. So we'll be live every yeah. Saturday from the local. That's um, and that's a that's a cool situation that I'm looking forward to because it'll be me and my band and hopefully some guests. Yeah, we're doing it. And um, that's going to be really cool, I think, just playing live music again. But we're going to be real responsible about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um and try to lead by example. Oh, man. I'm stoked to do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What day was it again? Was it August 15th? Am I coming? August 8th? I think so. August 8th, I believe. Okay. Dope. Are you doing, so you'll be doing songs from the record? You'll be doing mm-hmm. cover songs? You do some covers? Some covers, definitely, man. Uh, you, 60 minutes, 45 minutes? We're going to do, do two forty-five. Damn. So we're, we're taking Great. up two hours. And it's you beautiful. are eight for sure. Um, All right, cool. August eighth. That's gonna be a blast. Nice. I'm there for it, man. Um, I'm there. I can't wait. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you can bring your setup, right? How so? Play with us. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, just sitting with your band. Definitely. That you're talking about. Oh yeah. Yes. They'll be excited too. The local, cool. I like the local. That's awesome. I like Jeff Reed, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. I I definitely like the space. Um, and yeah, man, I believe there's a way to open, you know, society up in a responsible manner, in a responsible way. We just have to like embrace it. You keep space from people. You don't have. Yeah, that's the thing. Just Being honest. When too. they say fifty percent capacity, like. 50% capacity, straight up. When you get to that number, I'm sorry, shut it down. Whoa, Don't let whoa. anybody else in. Like, whoa, whoa. You have to do it. Were you ever a bouncer? Did you ever do anything no, like that? Any security? Man. Yeah. Never did security. I bartended. That's the th- All the bouncers that used to work at Roberts would know how many people were in that bar. Like, how the fuck do you? Count. 173 <laughs> people and a half? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that half at? What's his metric? <laughs> What, how are you paying me on this? Yeah. Man, I can't imagine trying to. Um, that's the one thing. When I got to Nashville, I was like, there's no way I could be a dad and compete with that downtown grind. Like, man, my buddies are playing shifts like all day. All day. day. Yeah, yeah. And all night. And I was like, man, that's like 
I remember what that feels like. I think Kaylee Hammock did that. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, she's great. She's so good. She's so good. She's my favorite female country artist right Puts now. Puts all of herself into it, man. There's um, there's a huge list of female artists out. I mean, Ashley and just like Kaylee. slaying. Oh, dudes, slay, slay. Because they have the ability to say things and everyone take it in a way that's different. Like when a girl talks about heartbreak, it's coming from a different place traditionally Definitely than when a male is. is. I think Ashley McBride's a genius. I think it's like elevating everyone's thinking. Mm. And that song you got on her record is beautiful. Man, that was that came out of nowhere. It was the first song we ever wrote together. That was... Um, oh, what? Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. First, Does she have the line? First time that? we met. Is that how that that must start that way? So we like we met in 2016. We wrote that song. <laughs> um, so I just started coming to town, and I got into the song factory door one day. I just walked in off the street and played a couple songs for um, Jennifer Johnson, the woman that runs the place. And um, and she was like, "Yeah, I'd love to have you write with a couple of my people." And so I met like Blue Foley and, the, and Ashley. Oh. Um, guys like that and Dylan Carmichael um, insane first time I met Dylan we wrote Hell on an Angel which was his title track to his first record so like those meetings happened and first time I met Ashley she was like well damn you're good looking <laughs> like when I, to, I was like hey I'm a big fan because I'd heard Bible in the 44 she had that like EP uh, out already yeah what was that um, uh, jalopies uh, and um, guitars drop something Oh, that's so funny. That's so Ashley to say. She says it, man. She drops the truth hard. She's boss. I love her to death. Um, And then, yeah, so when we wrote that with with Trick. um, Oh, beauty. Yeah, it was just real pretty. I remember singing the chorus was so much fun when we were writing it. The three of us were just, and and it was Ashley's idea for sure. And we just kind of took off on it. And years later, my friend Katie Kessel is like, hey, guess what? Well, man. And Katie's the photographer. And um, she's like, I was hanging with Ashley, and I just brought up, you know, that song y'all wrote that I love, Velvet Red. And she was, she pulled it up. And so then I think that now they're considering cutting it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. I was like, man, there's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, that's where I was. And when it, when it got cut, I was still like, no way it's going to make the record. Still. And, and I had to see it come out. I had to physically uh, see it come uh, out before uh, I like bought into the idea that it was going to happen. Whoa, man. And um, when it did, <laughs> I was like, wow, that really fucking happened. Like, I couldn't believe Because you hear all the stories like, yeah, it made the cutting room floor. Yeah, it actually got cut. But then right before it came out, got cut from the record. Like, you hear those stories all the time. Oh, yeah. So when I hear them, I'm like, that's definitely going to happen to me. <laughs> and it has happened to me. Like, I will say, it definitely has happened to me at this point. Being oh, here wow. For, you know, four years, I've had songs that, like, were on hold by a really big artist, and, and now not. And and the fact that I didn't hold on to that hope was was the cool part when it got off hold to where I was like, oh, no big deal, you know? Yeah. And when the cut actually happened and it showed up on iTunes and it was like, oh, it came well, out, I was like come on. ecstatic. I was through the moon, like over the moon, just so excited about it Beautiful. because it was real. It wasn't just talked about at that point. You know what I mean? It was like, and that's like my whole life at this point is like, I need, those are the moments I get excited about. Like the real, the ones that I know I can't even get. 
excited these days, you know what I mean, about putting out new music. Like, what's it going to do? What are we going to do? Go play live? To, no, we can't do that right now. So, like, I don't know. Whoa. What do you hold on to? Action. Come on. Action. Podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Just doing things. Just doing it. Got to see at least me adding something into the world every week. And Every trying to get week. better. Yeah, absolutely. Podcast, YouTube video, something. So what is your schedule when it comes to like content? All this is new to me. The social media thing. You do a great job. You're like, good. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah. Like I really care. I really do care about what I put out there. Yeah, you should, right? And I try yeah. to like make it worthy of people's attention. You know, It I mean? is though, man. It's beautiful. And, and working with a team of people that are like suggestion things mm. that I don't necessarily want to do. And, and getting out of my comfort zone and getting into doing that is, is different for me. But so on your side of things, mm-hmm. you put out some of the best content. Oh, what? Ever, in my opinion. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. Oh, yeah, what? That's insane. I mean. Well, thanks. That's beautiful. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. How is all yeah. that happening? Like, how, what is your routine? Like, how do you diligently just stay on top of this? Ah, it's like my job. Right? I try to look at myself as two people. Someone who works for Daniel mm. and someone who's Daniel's boss. Come on, third person. And it's just like, <laughs> that's the thing, but it helps me. It's kind of, it's, I get it. dude, what you're talking about is very stoic about mm. talk, thinking about have some space between your thoughts and try to include like other realities before you just make up your mind and say you know something. Mm. I think what I'm saying is also coming from that same place of, uh, to having space from yourself and just trying to gain perspective on a daily basis. Like, that is the thing. The thing that's hardest for me right now is to like not process like um, guilt for not feeling inspired because mm. it's like just a time of it's hard to find inspiration, but it's like it's summertime. Like this used to be like the time you'll be playing shows, playing festivals. You're hearing new music. You're living in music. Your spirits right? are lifted. Oh, it's not happening. A lot of sad people. A lot of sadness. But this is dope. Like doing this, this, this is, is the same thing to me. Yeah. Man. I stay busy at my house for sure. Um, like, I've gotten into, like, making these glorified work tapes just by myself. I saw that. In my basement. That's great. And, like, the AC unit is running over my head. And you so can fix that. I have to constantly turn stuff off in the house, and the kids' room is directly above me, so that every once in a while is running across. Sound like a Jay Joyce record. Man, <laughs> you know, I've embraced some of those moments and just made it loud. Um and bad sounding, but <laughs> very garagey. Well, I'd love to, dude. I, I know how to work that stuff pretty fairly well. Love to I have help a blast you. doing yeah. it too. Yeah, man. Um, we'll have to make some glorified work tapes together. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, this shit's fun. I love it, especially with your guitar picking. Yeah, we'll write, man. We'll do it. And we just yeah. had a session. I can't wait for people to hear some of it. It's, dude. I'm diving straight at that. Just Alan Jackson kind of country music trying to make it feel a little bit more like today but as far as like the um landscape of i'm sorry the lyric and the content and stuff like that yeah like yeah just trying to go for country music i can't wait for people to hear it and um with a little bit of an edge i guess but uh, with you it's with you. That's I mean, the thing, man. That's the beauty. I guess it's, it's just me doing it, but it's Keith Seagull for sure. Oh, right. Of course, man. Yeah. Man. yeah. Um, and his team, his engineers, Ryan. No, man. It's a new team. Oh, is it? We use, so the team, 
the engineer we used in the first session was um, it was John. Are you all at the same place, same studio? No. So we the first first session we did was at the castle. Oh, nice! Just down the road. Yeah, John Kelton, um, Keith, Brian Mayer. Dope. Um, <clears throat> cool. Completely different rhythm section. Yeah. Um, and then the next session we did was at Sound, Empor- Sound Emporium with Bart Bush. In A or B? Probably B, huh? Oh, shit, I think it was... I couldn't tell. Was there a pinball machine when you walk in? Like, was there, like, a waiting room with, with like, books, Carl Sagan's on the wall in there? Find the picture. That'll be the easiest way. Ever. Yeah, that's, uh... That's, so if you ever go to Sound Emporium, you see that Carl Sagan photo, uh-huh. that's Pharrell. Said he needs a photo of Carl Sagan in every studio he works in. That's why it's in there? And that, to me, is, like, one of the coolest things I've ever heard of a human doing. Pharrell is hilarious. That is... <laughs> Here it is. So why does that happen though? Whatever room this is. Oh. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, y'all are an A. That was A. Yeah, come on. Oh no, that's B. Uh-huh, I was just so in B. No clue. Yes. Damn, Keith Stegall. Ma'am. Yes, B. That's gorgeous. Dude, I just did a session there the other day. First session since quarantine. I fucking love that place. We all did the masks. Yeah, man. For most of it. This last was... session we did was at um, Station West. Oh, yeah. Come on. Last week. That was a great session, man. Evan Hutchins. Um, Glenn Wharf. Oh, what? Yeah, bro. Oh, I'm stoked to hear this. You got to play me some. <clears throat> yeah. This is a rough vocal. Oh, wait, you actually got it on your phone? You got I it. have a rough. I made Bart send me this one. Oh, because, what? Because it's so catchy. This would be so cool. Be on the herd, but it'll be heard through like the microphone, so it won't be like super hi-fi. It's Man, cool to give the song like, a chance that way. It's like uh People are sending me demos. They're like, don't listen to it unless your headphones are on. Like, what? Don't, what's the deal? You get the point. <laughs> it's definitely it's the tracking vocal so it's definitely that and I'm um, pocket is you know what it is but man pocket on the vocal oh yeah my performance of what it is is what it is we do something that I'm really excited about that's Rob McNelly none of this is mixed by the way Did you write that? Yeah. I wrote it with Wynn Varble and Dave Gibson, and I freaking love it. I love I Dave show you this one more part. Don't know when. This solo section, man, is just groovy. Ooh! Melody. Oh, cool. That's, so, that is it, man. That's the song people know before they hear it. I mean, if, 
feels like it. I that's a vibe. That's a jam. That's country music. Mix and I don't know. It's clean, dude. I could hear like Alan Jackson singing that Joker. Without question. Without question. Um, it's just a country song. Um, Whoa. But it also says exactly what I'm wanting to do. Like, yeah, we're all trying to be radio stars. Like you <laughs> brought it up earlier. We want to be on the radio. That's why I'm with Big Machine. You know what I mean? I want to be on the radio. Like, how do I get there these days? Why aren't they playing the Paul Coffins? Yeah. And the Daniel Denials. Well. The Ashley McBrides. The CMA Vocal Club. Is she not? No. They're they're... Surely they're playing her. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard a lot of it. I don't know, but I only get like. I've heard at least like one night standards. But it's like, but like that's it from Ashley? Like, damn. She's got songs for songs. Yeah, it's real. I think Brothers Osborne do it. They're winning on that front. Dude, yeah, man. They make it. They're the Eric they're Church. fucking great. Oh, that new Eric Church song, "Sick yeah, That in Your Country." That's like, I, I, that is an artist who, that is a hero who gets bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no stopping. That's right. Man. It's like Khaleesi's dragon. Man, <laughs> from, he's a guy we can look up to, in my opinion. Whoa, come on, straight up as younger artists, as artists, you know, doing what we're trying to do, just get in the game. And he's a guy that we can definitely look up to in the game. That's still doing it for sure. Um, Whoa, in my opinion. Just stands up for what he believes in. That's important to me. Puts out you know, good music. Amazing music. He's a hero. Oh, man. He's Jay Joyce. Jay Joyce. That dude. It's real good. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> man, when I got to uh, go in there, when they cut Velvet Red, I got to go and hang out and like group vocal on the song and just um, be there. Being in that church and in that space where they cut, it was like spiritual for sure. It was a it was an amazing experience, and the music that they made in there was like it was obvious what was going on. Um, like this record that she just put out to me is like next level. Um, and as far as the musicianship goes, like I, I put it up there, like it's next level too. Mm-hmm. Listening to what those guys—that's her band, like what they're doing. Her band. Like, they're playing really, like, good music. Um, and it's thought out and it's written really well. Yeah. It's produced to the wall. Like, you know, so it's that stuff. To see your friends do that stuff was really, like, eye-opening for me. You know what I mean? To say, whoa, like, these are my people. They're just in here making this amazing music, you know, together. That was, um, it gave me hope for, like, something that I could potentially do one day. Indeed. Like, man, I could have my own band. We could just show up in a room and make music together like that. You know what I mean? Without question. Something I'm interested in. You know, that sound and that camaraderie is important, I think, to have and, like, building those relationships. Um, I feel like Garth Brooks did that really well. Am I wrong? His band has been with him forever. Forever, right? Oh, they're the dudes. I feel like there's a... Like, that happens. And those artists... Oh, yeah. Like... Absolutely. I mean, look at Willie. I know, dude. Yeah. His drummer just died, Paul. Ah, so sad. Yeah, yeah, pretty strange. Yeah. Beauty. Whoa, man. Yeah, dude, that thing's that 3D printed. You printed this? Oh, dude, a fan printed it for, uh, she's not a fan, no, I'm not going to say that. She's actually a, a friend, this is uh, Sarah. And she printed me a Cybertruck, too. A Tesla Cybertruck. I saw a Cybertruck somewhere. Yeah, it's, I, got, I want one so bad. Yeah, I put it on top oh, of my right monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it there. There's three <laughs> things, dude. There's three symbols that like are above me when I work. There's death, 
uh-huh. which is that skull. Uh-huh. There's beauty to my left. Uh-huh. That's Salvador Dali. Mm-hmm. And the cyber, desire. Desire. I like that. It's all right to desire things. It is okay. But you got to have those things. Yeah. Which is the beauty in that death, mm-hmm. that urgency to do the right thing, get it done. Like you said it with your son. It's like mm-hmm. death makes truth happen. Mm, come on. That's big. You're right. Like mortality. The reality of it is like, well. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely terrifying. You should do something <laughs> down here. <laughs> Dude, I want. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing of this. Of course, thank you yeah. for inviting me. This Come is on. Um, is there More any- real talks with humans. Fuck, it's real, man. Do you got anything coming out in the pipeline? Is there anything, any videos you're doing, dropping any like behind the scenes shit aside from the residency? We definitely have some um, like little uh, sizzler videos coming out. Some acoustic videos coming out that I shot in my my little studio in my basement that we were talking about. Um, and then maybe some more things that I've been working on. Um, we've been talking about, you know, getting together with people is uh, it's just starting to happen again. I know it. And yeah, it's real. How long that's going to happen? So, and and everybody's kind of navigating this situation the, their own way. Like uncharted waters, we're all just kind of like, hey, do you want to write in person? Are you sure? Okay, cool. Me too. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those. Things. You want to zoom still? Cool. All right. So. Uh, it's true. So even moving forward with like projects with people that you might want to get done is like, well, we'll see. That's kind of 2020 in my opinion. Well, eh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's beauty. Damn. Well, dope. Cool. Thank you, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. It's all about changing, folks. It's all about taking that challenge life presents you and changing and growing and molting your shell and becoming a bigger lobster each year. That's what it's all about. Hope y'all loved this time with Mr. Dan Smalley. Please, indeed, go check out his music everywhere in the cosmos. Y'all can listen to it everywhere. I absolutely love it. It's country music at its finest. What we heard today was some fantastic music all right so we heard uncle john's band by the grateful dead studio version then we heard till country comes back which is a dan smalley song and then we're gonna listen to the claw by jerry reed y'all stay positive y'all stay cosmic go pre-order you some cosmic country vinyl on danieldonato.com and some cosmic country merchandise or go subscribe on youtube subscribe on instagram subscribe on tiktok pretty much everywhere except linkedin and this episode is also brought to you by High Watt Promotions. When I first started on Instagram, there weren't really any pages that would uh, promote me. They wouldn't post my, my content. And this page did. And they've grown since then. They have almost a million followers across four pages. They post day of uh, when you um, when you buy a feature with them. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, real people uh, on their team. And they also have real fans, real subscribers. No nasty bots from from uh, click farms just real people who love real music uh, if y'all are trying to promote your music on instagram and spotify high watt promotions that is absolutely the place to start